Hey, this is Coco Columbia. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. This is Josh. And this is Nick. We're Talk Modern. This is Anthony Medici from Liquid Light. I'm Vince. I'm Boyd. This is Josh from Adverse Effects. This is Malachi. And this is Ryan. We're Small Million. And you're listening to Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX on PRP. Good Tuesday evening, everybody. Hope you have enjoyed your week so far, despite all the horrible news uh, that we have been dealing with. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it because I want to keep some things positive, but uh, we've got a Tom Petty tribute uh, to to kick off the show, uh, but it's kind of a somber moment here in the States. So we want to bring some light and love and some good vibes. So I've got the band Butter in studio with me tonight. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Thanks Thanks for having having us. So uh, you recently let all your fans know that we're going to be spinning some new tracks off of the debut EP that's coming out on the 13th. Uh, you guys are playing Disco Cello once again. This is the second one, right? Indeed, yeah. Uh, we'll give some details out about that show. Uh, but like I said uh, at the top of the program there, we're going to play a Tom Petty track, I Won't Back Down, because I think it's applicable to what happened in Vegas, and obviously a tip of the cap to Tom. So uh, here it is on Sounds of PDX. This is Tom Petty with Won't Back Down. That's Tom Petty here on Portland Radio Project. A tip of the cap to him and hopefully a message of resilience for all of us as we deal uh, with the BS that's going on. But tonight, uh, like I said before, we're going to have some good vibes. I've got some great music. Uh, Butter is in studio with me. Their playlist is all over the board, which I totally (laughs) love. Some of the songs are like, oh, yeah, this totally makes sense. And some of the other ones, I've got some legit questions for you guys. Uh, So let's go around the room real quick. Introduce yourselves. Let us know what you play in the band. Uh, I'm Aaron. I play guitar and I sing. I'm Tom. I play bass. And my name is Jarrett and I play the drums. So, fellas, what uh, what was your first tangible music memory when you knew it was important to you? It's a heavy one. <laughs> <laughs> that is a heavy one. You guys, you know that movie, that thing you do? Yeah. Tom Hanks. Yeah. I remember like watching it as a kid, like super early on. And I still like... That's like, you know, you have movies like on your sick days and you just crash out and you watch the same thing. That was always that movie. And like ever since I saw it as a little kid, I was like hitting pots and pans, you know, all over the couch and stuff. And that's when I first got into music in like a primal way like that. The Oneaters. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah, it and is. it actually probably taught you a little bit about the music business. Yeah, in a funny way. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, unfortunately, Tom Hanks isn't going to show up in a slick suit and sign anyone anytime soon. <laughs> well, well, I cannot live in that world. David S. Pumpkins might. Uh, <laughs> Tom, man. Uh, for me, uh, I remember listening to the same Charlie Daniels band album that Ooh, my dad nice. had. And my parents told me not to listen to any of the lyrics, so I just (laughs) (laughs) memorized all the melodies, but none of the words, (laughs) danced around, and I remember showing one of my friends, and his mom came over. (laughs) She's like, what are you guys listening to? that was the end of Charlie Daniels. She's like, we're not listening to the words, it's fine. It's the end of that friendship, I guess. Oh, that's perfect. (laughs) You bad influence. Uh, How about you? Uh, for me, you know, music had always been a pretty big part of my life. My folks are really into music. They're not musicians per se, but you know, every family road trip, there was some Jimmy Buffett, some Neil Diamond, uh, Beach Boys, all that kind of stuff. And I started playing music when I was about third grade. But the first moment it really clicked when I knew, like, I really wanted to commit myself to this and do it for the rest of my life was uh, when my uncle brought down an old drum set of his, uh, sort of as a joke gift for my 12th birthday. Just To upset you know. your folks? Yes, exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good you know? um, but yeah, I sat down behind that, and uh, you know that was the instrument that really stuck with me, and I, I haven't, haven't quit since. That's awesome. Uh, well, then I've got to ask, who brought in Engelbert Humperdinck? Is that would influence? be me. All right, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Uh, your folks are like my folks. I don't remember them playing a lot of music, but my mom would mention Engelbert Humperdinck and yeah, Paul man. Anka. Yeah. Probably heard some Paul Anka. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Engelbert uh, was, uh, you know, he did uh, my folks' wedding song. Um, no way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he didn't man. actually perform it, but, you know, it was, it was playback, but. Uh, well, yeah. 
<laughs> it's still their song. That's really cool. That's, yeah, man. Yeah. So this is an early track uh, from your childhood? Absolutely. Probably the earliest, you know? Perfect. Well, uh, we're going to enjoy it here. You're listening to Sounds of PDX on Portland Radio Project. I've got Butter in studio with me. We will be here until 9 p.m. Until then, here's an influence of the band. Under control by the Strokes here on Portland Radio Project. I'm your host, Luke Neal. This is Sounds of PDX. I have the band Butter in studio. We're celebrating the upcoming release of their EP. Uh, in the second hour, we will be playing uh, Unheard Tracks. Is that right? Indeed, yeah. Okay, well, thank you for that. I appreciate that here. Uh, Portland Radio Project appreciates that. Um, some quick information on the show. It's going to be at the American Legion at 6 p.m. on Friday the 13th. Uh, and Psychic Reader Presents... It, Tell me about that. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of <laughs> something we've been we've been working on for a while now. Okay. Um, our our friends um, in the band Mood Beach, um, they basically in the house that they were they were renting, we kind of ran like a house show venue, um, and this was about this was summer of 2016, um, and we kind of just had a bunch of bands uh, hit them up. We, you know, Butter and Moo Beach played a bunch of shows with a lot of bands from out of town, places we've never been to, and they were on tour and they needed a show in Portland. So we had like a kind of a Facebook page running the entire thing. And they've since moved out of the house, um, which is a very good thing because <laughs> it's not a house that you wanted to take up residence in. Um, Legally, I don't yeah, think you could. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> um, but so we, but we still loved putting on shows and kind of interacting with other bands like that. So we've, this will be the, the second one. The first Disco Cello thing in April was the first one since they moved out of the place. Um, and we want to do more. So this is your uh, concert curation identity. Exactly. I love that. That's really cool. Uh, speaking of which, we were talking before the show about some great venues in town like Secret Society. What are some of the venues you guys have played that you love to death? And what's on your wish list right now? Mm. Wish list, Doug for all time. <laughs> yeah. All time. Yeah. I've yeah. seen not a bad show at the Doug for it's always killer. Andy Schauf. That Andy Schauf was the most ridiculous uh, was, one. Oh man. Especially in like Doug Fur has a bunch of like like pop and rock acts, but to see Andy Schauf play that stage was really, really cool. Tell me, uh tell me about Andy. Whose influence is that? That's actually next on our playlist. Oh nice. Um I think I put that on my pick, but we all like I, I um have been a fan of Andy Schauf since he put out the record before last, Bearer of Bad News. Um, and I think that was that was like a Tender Loving Empire like party damage split one. So it was like a it was a local thing. I remember seeing the the Mississippi Studios show uh, when that came out, and that record was awesome. But when the party came out uh, last year, that record we we got we all got really into yeah. it. We listened to it a bunch like on the road and stuff, and it kind of just became one of those things that just slipped into circulation all the time. And that is a gorgeous record. It is really something else. So you saw his latest tour at the Doug Fur? We did. Right on. That's really cool. It was the most banging, quiet show I've ever seen. It was emotional. <laughs> yeah. It was emotional. Yeah. I, I remember Tom saying, like, I think he only played Forte once, and I was captivated the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, there's, I, there's a place for that, and it's weird. I've seen stripped down emotional shows there, and then there's also bands like This Will Destroy You. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like pretty and that insane. room never disappoints, man. You know, no. like whatever you see there, it's all amazing. Mm -hmm. I've talked to bands after performances, and they're bummed out because of what they may have perceived on stage, which is a, a common issue with live sound. But I couldn't have told. And, you know, you've got to let the artist know, like, if it was a good show, it was a good show. Give them a heads up. Uh, so any, did you guys mention any of the venues that you've enjoyed playing so far? Oh, definitely Secret Society. Mm -hmm. uh, Secret, uh, excuse me, uh, Psychic Reader house yeah. show venue was definitely ground yeah. zero. Uh, the Fixin', we're, we live up north. We live up in North Portland. The Fixin' 2. Fantastic yeah, that, venue. Okay. Fantastic venue. It was great. Yeah, yeah. their stage is awesome. And it, you wouldn't believe it when you just walked by yeah. and then you walk in there and there's monitors everywhere the wow. sounds awesome on stage yeah gorgeous too yeah. It's, they yes. got the red velvet thing going on too in their nice. live room really cool patio too great spot yeah nice, nice shows at Kelly's and loved our time there too yeah man yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Kelly's Olympian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's classic. It's, it's a great spot. It's, yeah. it's always good. Yeah. Uh, well, here we go. This is next on the playlist. The track "To You," another influence from Butter. Stick around. The Thundercat on Portland Radio Project. I'm your host, Luke Neal. I've got Butter in studio with me. We're celebrating the release of their EP next week. Who brought in Thundercat? I sure did. Right on. Playing bass. It was a consensus, but that makes sense. Yeah, man. (laughs) Uh, What was your first impression when Thundercat came on the scene? Blew my mind. As a (laughs) bass player, it was like, oh, we we can do stuff like that? (laughs) And I've never been one to play a few notes and sit in the background. I've always, these guys know, I'm always trying to play a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of notes. And on the tracks, no, on the tracks you'll hear it too. Yeah. I take up a lot of noise. But, uh, was bass your first instrument? Uh, piano technically, okay. and then cello, and then in sixth grade, as soon as I was tall enough, they let me play upright. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. So you learned the right way. Do you, do you have interest or do you have a fretless electric? No, okay. my electric's regular electric. <laughs> my upright's regular upright. Cool, right on. Keep them divided. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Aaron? What was your first instrument? Uh, drums. Cool. Drums was my first instrument. I played it all through high school. Um, and then I tried to be in a band with the rest of the percussion section, and we kind of realized that, hey, someone needs to learn how to play like guitar and stuff <laughs> if we're going to like make this a thing. So uh, that's what I learned next. And then uh, bass came after that. It's usually the opposite. My world was five friends bought guitars the same Christmas. <laughs> and we're like, one of us is going to have to learn that bass and drums. Uh, Jared, you said earlier drums was your was your first instrument. Is that correct? Technically, it was trumpet. Oh, nice. And then saxophone and then drums. Yeah. yeah. Short up. stints mm-hmm. on both the, the prior and, yeah, the... You know, the latter has, has lasted for 12 years at this point. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy to think about. And so but. moving forward from that, do uh, any of you have formal music education? I have a degree in jazz from Willamette University. That would qualify. That's pretty formal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, Jared, Aaron, how about you guys? No. I, that's. I think it's such a brilliant idea when bands have the one totally left brain dude who can grab his bass or a piano and go, oh, these are the available harmonies because I know the chord wheel. And then everyone's like, oh, this is Phil's great. (laughs) Not to say that you don't have that, Tom, but that's uh, my buddy Cameron, who's coming out to Portland in a couple weeks. He was that guy in our band. Uh, Well, cool. Thank you so much for sharing your stories. Uh, We're going to move back on to some influences. We've got a Mac DeMarco track, uh, Still Beating, and this album, there's so many great songs on it. So who brought this in, and uh, why this selection off the record? I brought this one in, but I feel like we all kind of agree on it. It's been Mm -hmm. our summer record when we're got the windows rolled down and it's sunny out we've been listening to this and uh, I picked this one because it actually inspired one of our new songs that you might hear if you come out to the show it's not on the EP but it's something we've been working on it's got some Mac DeMarco vibes to it. Right on. That's exciting to hear. And it, uh, I'm telling you folks, you're going to want to stick around for the second hour. I spent a lot of time uh, with four of the tracks that they sent over the last couple of days. You will not be disappointed. Until then, this is Mac DeMarco, an influence from Butter. I'm your host, Luke Neal, and this is Sounds of PDX. Oil Show by Radiation City, Portland's own. That record's been out for a year and a half or so. Mm, Brilliant record. Such a bummer that they are no longer making music. Uh, Maybe one day they'll come back. But until then, we can enjoy them here on Portland Radio Project. They're an influence of my guests, Butter. Uh, So we've talked about your first instrument, early influences. How did you guys meet? And then tell us how you formed your sound. This is a great story. So we uh, all met in Salem. Jared and I were going to school together and uh, needed to make some money. So we were playing for a church on Sundays. Oh, nice. And Salem First Presbyterian yeah. Church. Like yeah. in their worship band? Yeah. Oh, cool, yeah. cool. And Aaron was the guitar player. And we were playing in it for about a year and had never talked to each other. Because <laughs> Jared and I thought Aaron was a square and Aaron thought we were squares. <laughs> so we didn't want to associate and then I think you came up to us one day because you wanted to do some music stuff. Yeah. 
um, yeah, I was looking to do just a couple songs for, it was like some show, um, the Ike Box was the big venue in Salem at the time. It was like some something to open for a friend's record release, I think. So I wanted to put like, uh, like a band together and a couple songs. Yeah, it was all your old music too. Songs like Birthday Candles. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, we'd rehearse was... in Aaron's Garage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That and was pretty much it. Yeah. yeah and then I, it was kind of off to the races. Um, and then we all moved to Portland together um, shortly after. Yeah. So. Circa like eight months, maybe. Yeah. Wow. You know? From like that time. Yeah. Just kind of really, really clicked. And yeah, partied together a few times at yeah, our friend's house it, down the street. Because yeah. little did we know, we the also house lived where, down the street from each other. Yeah. The house where Tom and I were hanging out, you know, all senior year of college was sort of a party house. Aaron and all his friends lived. Two blocks away. <laughs> yeah. If that, they could hear every party. <laughs> yeah. 100%. The, yeah. The squares down the street. But mm-hmm. having said that, like, even though your assumptions of, of them, their talent won you over, hence why you oh. approached them. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I never, never seen anything like that. And you know what? It started in the church stuff because, like, it was church, you know, like we, we showed up and we were supposed to just you know, go in, grab some coffee, play the chart, collect your check. And, you know, that was the situation. But they just tore these songs apart (laughs) because they could not help themselves. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that was just the coolest thing to me. So I came up with the phrase dumbfills.com because it seemed like every song Jared and I were trading dumb fills. Oh, that's fantastic. In retrospect, Aaron just did did his job too well. You know, we we couldn't, (laughs) couldn't think he was, you know... Hanging out with us, yeah, just, <laughs> just too professional and yeah, sounding man. great every was, every week. It was, it was, yeah, it was very cool, and it was cool to you know av- after we moved, um, we just it took a while for this thing to kind of get going. I feel like we were living in that house for almost a year before we really started playing just us three, just together, and we wrote a couple songs, and we were like, oh my goodness, I think we're a band now. Yeah, what, what was one of those songs? Are they on the EP? They are the first track, um, "Expletive L.A." <laughs> oh, yeah, um, is was the first song we ever wrote together. Nice, yeah. I saw, I saw a promo for that. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> and we debuted um, "Average Joe." Um, the vibe on the record, like I will say, uh, it's kind of a tangible thing. Like you guys gel so well together, and I want to talk to you about your recording process. Um, what when we play the songs, but. Um, did you know when you first started playing together with original music that, okay, it wasn't just the sheet music of the church, like we actually have something here? Jared and I have been, had at that point been playing together for five years. Just about, yeah. So we, we were always locked in, and Jared's always my favorite drummer. Tom's always my favorite bass player. Oh, yeah, it's a package deal. You. Yeah. It's a true rhythm that's, section, man. Yeah. But uh, once Aaron started bringing in tunes, he's like, I really think this would be super cool. And then I just like, oh. That, yeah, that yeah. would sound sick if I just did this thing I really wanted to do. Yeah, and, yeah, and know, everybody like, was like, that sounds great. So. And Aaron's like, you're too busy, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Hardly ever. Yeah, no, that was, yeah. I mean, the tunes Aaron, you know, Aaron's sort of, I would say at this point, the primary writer in the group. So, I mean, the stuff he came in with the first time, it didn't take too much coaxing for Tom and I to be like, yeah, I bet, <laughs> yeah, we, could yeah, that. Was, I bet awesome. we could make that sound You just cool. got to yeah, feed the beast. Yeah. <laughs> feed the machine. They're, they're just crank up songs and they'll just eat them all. So you got you to gotta keep doing it. Well, that's, you're right. Kinda... It's, it's about good songs. And I think there's, there's something to be said for a band that puts out a good record, but bands that put out consistently great records that also evolve. Um, you know, I can absolutely see you guys doing that. One of the influences you brought in has absolutely done that. Who brought in 505 by Arctic Monkeys? Because these guys have totally changed their t- sound. So uh, so we got 12 picks for this this session. So we decided to split it up like we'll each take two and just put in whatever we want. We're so, pretty democratic throughout yeah. all of our, you know. Yeah, that's how Quando, Quando, Quando got in there. <laughs> but uh, Arctic Monkeys is a group thing. Like we all, I feel like throughout growing up and kind of getting into music stuff, we all clicked with that band at, at the same point in time. And so that was just, honestly, kind of a, track we picked out of a hat but 505 is a wonderful wonderful song yeah it's great i uh i would put that on the list too probably one of their top five tracks yeah, yeah. absolutely mm. top 505 tracks uh, oh. horrible pun mr neil <laughs> 
That's what we're all no, about. No, we man. love him. That's we what love we're him. all about. Well, we've got uh, this track and uh, a handful of more influences. Uh, and before we move on to this track by the Arctic Monkeys, I want to give you all a heads up. Uh, tomorrow night at 7 p.m., you can tune in here to Portland Radio Project to hear Veronica Bezesti and her show, Subcultures. Uh, she plays very similar music uh, to what you're going to hear tonight. I think she's played Arctic Monkeys before. So be sure to catch her. Until then, uh, here it is, 505 on PRP. That was Roll Tide by Dawes. This is KSFL LP Portland, Portland Radio Project. You're listening to us on 99.1 FM or PRP.FM. Uh, you could also be streaming us on the app. And if you are, or if you're listening to us on PRP.FM, go to the talk board and say hello. You can log in there and uh, we you can submit a question for the band Butter. Uh, so guys, uh, are there uh, any fans out there that you know may be listening tonight that are interested in a text to win? Because we've got one coming up. Jimmy. Sam. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Yeah. We only have a couple friends. Yeah, so we'll get you the details on that coming up, but we're going to get you a couple passes to Disco Cella uh, Part 2. Uh, that's October 13th. Why did you select this day for your EP release? Oh, that's a... That's a spooky question. That's a spooky question. Oh, okay. Uh, no, we just... I don't know. I don't believe in, like... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of just like a... First of all, it makes for a good show theme. I think it's cool. That's yeah. that's what it was like a it was kind of like a perfect time. Like, oh, it's on a Friday, it's spooky. We can do like a costume show, so we're encouraging people to just go wild. That's yeah, super cool. I'm gonna get uh, some folks to detail right now. Um, every week, Vortex helps me get some information for some shows, so I'm gonna share that with you right now. It's a quick shout out to Vortex Music Magazine. Support comes from Vortex Music Magazine. Receive the print edition in the mail each quarter, plus access to monthly benefits like vinyl, music photography, concert tickets, and more. Get swept up in the vortex at vrtxmag.com forward slash subscribe. Thanks again to Vortex. Here's my shows of the week. Of course, we are showcasing next Friday, October 13th at 6 p.m. at American Legion. We've got my special guest, Butter, Gold, Casio, Arlo, uh, Indigo, Mood Beach and Double Plus Good. Uh, guys, I'm sure you're really looking forward to that show. Now, we've been talking about Disco Cella and kind of the Friday the 13th vibe. Uh, is there anything, do you have any special surprises uh, in store for the fans? Obviously, you don't have to divulge it, but... We might have a nice little promo pack to go with our debut EP. Oh, nice. If people want to come up and grab that from us at the show. Might have a couple surprises on there. And I always say, if you... If you appreciate the bands and you want to show your support, it's always cool to stream and download and all that stuff, but buy some merch at a show. You know, shake the band's hand, say hello. You guys don't seem aggressive or ego-driven. I'm pretty sure you'll be approachable. Very approachable. We <laughs> might be too quiet, but that's <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, and And we are actually, I told you guys during the break, we're turning a corner now in the playlist uh, a lot of hip-hop and r&b coming up i wanted to start with one of the older tracks from Aaliyah. uh are you that somebody and i think that's one of the first times i had either seen or heard timberland as a producer and he's gone on to do so much so uh is this your pick that's Sharon? my pick all right yeah. <laughs> tell me why you selected this one man absolutely kind of the same reason that you were thinking oh, yeah, right like, on. yeah i was talking earlier about my folks more or less shaping my musical influences up until about high school i mean at this point i believe this track was released in 1998 so i was five years old uh but it's one of the first things that sort of stands out in my mind as a radio hit that uh, was something that really got embedded. Like, I was singing this track for these guys the other day, and they're like, what <laughs> song is that? I was like, you oh, don't know it's this so song? It's so good. Come on, guys. So this, yeah, this is one of those things that, yeah, really just, for me, marked a huge turning point in my appreciation of music that my folks 
did not introduce me to and definitely didn't appreciate. Uh, <laughs> so and, this was your rebellion. You know, in some ways, yeah. It was between that and uh, my aunt and uncle burning me a CD with uh, Beastie Boys on it oh, and some, right uh, on. them buying like OK Computer, which my parents were like, what is this music-ish thing? You know, I was like, mom, it's it's great. You know, don't, you, know don't, you don't understand. Music-ish thing. That's exactly. a perfect parent description of Radiohead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, Jared, I uh, like I said, I totally agree with you, man. I think this is a wonderful track. Aaliyah, an artist that we lost too soon, but she left some great cr cuts. Uh, the video is actually really cool. I'm going to go find the link on YouTube and I'll put it on the talk board there on PRP.FM. Uh, please enjoy the track. We've got more with Butter. Stick around. Uh, Touch the Sky by Kanye West here on Portland Radio Project. Uh, fan of the band, Derek Ellis, uh, wrote on the talk board, he had no idea Butter was so good. Unfortunately, that wasn't their track. <laughs> Shouts out to Derek, though. Yeah, thanks for listening, man. Uh, glad that you logged in, either from the app or PRP.FM. Quick reminder, too, uh, you can download the app for Next FM. Uh, you can listen to us on there. Once you've done that, select PRP. will show up on your homepage, and you can stream us anytime, anywhere. Uh, we've been listening to the influences from Butter. They have begun. Uh, well, I would say eclectic is probably the best. They, they've <laughs> been super eclectic, and it's cool. I think it tells a journey of of where you guys are at, but I think we should address something with the audience we were talking about. Uh, let's talk about the culture of the music industry, because back in the day, it was very linear. You were either rock or rap or country or whatever. What do you think are some of the pluses and minuses of having access to so much these days? I think like the pluses is, again, like we were saying, like, you can draw influence from anywhere and no one's going to judge you for it. Like you can, you can be into hip hop to folk music and blend the two and then play that on a guitar and that's your sound. Like that's totally, that's encouraged. But I guess some of the minuses are because anybody can do it with a laptop. That's a lot of noise and that's a lot of noise to kind of can break through if you're, um, you know, in a, in a certain genre, trying to play shows all the time, stuff like that. Like, it, it's just a lot of people doing the same thing, but because it's so effortless to to trade sounds and influences and ideas back and forth. Yeah, man, it's a pretty cool space to be in. Yeah, and the internet gave us a dude coming from his garage in London named James Blake. You know, not too long ago. <sighs> yeah, like that. I think in and of itself is a testament to just how cool this time is that we're in. Like. You know, it, of course you can get swallowed up and, you know, a lot of people will, but at the same time, you, you've got this almost, you know, it's, it's in some ways intangible, but, you know, even more so now, like with everybody being more and more connected, becoming more tangible than say a record that can't be repressed anymore. Like that stuff's going to be around forever. So, you know, you're almost immortalized in the just vastness of this thing that we're all involved in yeah. together. Yeah. Well, plus having uh, being able to draw from so many genres, you can uh, uh, you take things that you would have never heard before, and where uh, regionally, like juke music is just a Chicago music, but now like you can have a juke influence even though you're from Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. like, but then the bad thing is you also hear music that maybe you shouldn't hear and then <laughs> you, you go down a dark path. <laughs> You're right. It's funny for a while there, a couple of years ago, I was finding a lot of Scottish rock bands. Like that was my gig for whatever reason, because that's the music I was listening to. I think it was coming into my life. Uh, but I, I, I feel the same way you guys do. I think uh, the curse of it all is there's so much good music out there that can be created. But the blessing is I don't think artists are so focused on once they figure out what a record label wants wanted back in the day they had to conform to that so uh you know we were talking about coco columbia earlier before we came on there she's a beautiful example of that ton of different genres does whatever she wants looks the way she wants and is a complete artist um speaking of blending genres next on the playlist is kendrick who brought in the kendrick lamar track that was a group one okay right yeah. on so what's your uh thoughts uh, and maybe the way you view the way he constructs uh, all these different genres Man, he knows what it is in his head before it comes out on the board. Like, you can totally, totally tell. Like, I don't know. It, it's cool to, like, especially with the new one that just came out this year. Like, the one we picked is off of Tabimpa Butterfly, which is was really jazzy and, you know, 
Thundercat again. Yeah. Thundercat yeah. again. Yeah. Kamasi, Kamasi Washington, Washington. Oh, talked boy. about earlier. Yeah. But just to hear him like flip the switch and go back to making more like Good Kid, Mad City style stuff, where it's just a fantastic beat and the most you know on point rapping you've ever heard. Yeah, yeah uh, he can do both. He can do it all. No, he's yeah, definitely one of those guys that's just so honed in and knows exactly what he wants to create. It's not a matter of if he can do it. It's a matter of exactly how he wants yeah. to do it and to figure it out and to sort of signal to everybody else in the game like yeah i'm still the best you yeah. know like that's what his most yeah. recent release kind of felt like was and you know. he doesn't put his beats in a box either oh his, no yeah, every yeah. song yeah. is a journey and mm. it's not just a loop over and over again which yeah is also a good it thing is, but yeah elevates yeah. and Kendrick's you could flow say and his style it's all very improvisational yeah. and yeah. to bit butterfly is very jazz oriented and his flow is like that too he's just a person improvising with lyrics yeah, there's a lot of jazz folks I know that are fans of Kendrick because he's got that riddled through his music. Uh, so we've got a couple influences left from the band Kendrick. We've got a Frank Ocean track coming up, a couple local bands, and then we will be giving some tickets away. So stick around. Frank Ocean, thinking about you. This is Sounds of PDX. I'm your host, Luke Neal. Uh, I've got Butter in studio with me. Show of hands, who's happy that Frank Ocean put out some new music? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're all mm -hmm. raising our hands because it's, it's radio everybody. and you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> Who, was this a collective influence or did someone submit this? I think, I mean, it's a totally a collective influence, yeah. but I think this ended up on my picks. Um, yeah, this, I mean... I remember when Channel Orange like came out. It was like just after we were all graduated the same year of high school, so it was like just after that like kind of high school time. And this was like the first modern R and B thing that I ever really connected with was Channel Orange. So yeah, it's super rad. Uh, one of your friends, Alex Geisler, is that mm -hmm. pronounced correctly? Uh, thanks for the shout out, man. He said shout out to the boys who are at home listening. And rumor has it he's doing lights. Uh, at the lights show. and sound at Disco Cello. Yes, yes, indeed. indeed. Shout out to the boys listening. Mm -hmm. So we talked about DIY music earlier, as far as like creating music, uh, whether it be on your own via laptop or studio. How has it been doing some DIY shows? What are uh, some words of wisdom you'd give to somebody who's looking to get into show curation? Be resourceful. <laughs> be resourceful like we be agile but yeah we we just collected a bunch of, like the last time we did this um alex and, and the rest of the guys like we just kind of scrambled together all of our gear and kind of laid it all out and like okay this is what we have to work with you know this is kind of how we're going to do things and yeah you got to be creative sometimes to make it work but uh it was super fun last time and we're super excited to do it again and the buzzwords that are magic for your show is all ages. I think that it is uh, a shame that we don't have more. Uh, the summer of 2016, Vortex Music Magazine had a great edition on the underground music scene, house and basement shows. Yeah. Uh, can you guys speak to that a little bit, about what's going on in Portland with that? Yeah, I mean, I, we uh, our, our biggest exposure to that was through the Psychic Reader House, which was sort of, you know, I think from 2016 or 2015 to 2016, yeah, more and, or less. Yeah, end of 2015 yeah. to the end of 2016. And uh, yeah, you know, like the, the greatest thing I would say about the sort of house show, especially all ages scene is, you know, it's, it's, it's a community first and foremost, you know, like everybody's there for each other. Everybody's there to have fun. You don't find a-holes. Um, to censor myself as often as often you know and it's like you know those those people you know you know have a time and place to exist in the world and it's not there you know that's that's yeah. kind of the, the best part about that scene it's very collaborative very supportive just very a, intimate too very mm -hmm. it's when you're playing and in intimate front of the, that's yeah. for sure community. yeah people right. are right up in your face yeah. Yeah. yeah sometimes they're pushing your bass around when you don't want them to <laughs> yeah but you know they're it's fretting chords for you yeah <laughs> just yeah that's not the right chord man <laughs> i think that's inevitable i mean especially at that age people need to to see live music and i think it's unfortunate that so much of the music business is wrapped into alcohol sales it's it's part of the business but that also eliminates a huge fan base and 
I think when you do that, you're cutting off a certain source of inspiration and also building some angst in them that they're like, you know, why would I later support this scene that didn't let me see live music? So I think it was an inevitability um, of the Portland music scene to expand that way. Uh, so hats off to you guys for having an all-ages show here in Portland. Uh, we love our music scene here. I love the music scene. As you know, the next song on our playlist uh, is Forge. It's a brand new release from Just People, came out this summer, and then we've got a song uh, from New Move as well. A couple Portland bands and then four new songs off of the upcoming EP from Butter. You don't want to miss it. Stick around. Yes, thank you to our supporters. We are a nonprofit independent radio station where we play a local artist every 15 minutes. A uh, great local band is in studio and has been with me since 7 p.m. Butter is with me. And we're at the time of the show where I am super excited. We're going to be playing uh, some new tracks off of the record. Actually, three new ones because uh, the first one we'll be playing for our listeners is Average Joe. Uh, and I want to thank you guys again for letting me debut that on uh, Sounds of PDX, The Listening Party. I was up. Five, six weeks ago? Something like that. Yeah, 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 that was a while ago, yeah. That's really killer. I'm glad, of course, that we've got you on this block to help promote uh, the show that's coming up, uh, which is next Friday, October 13th. Still one of the coolest names ever, Disco Cella Part 2. Uh, it's at the American Legion at 6 p.m., and you can text to win right now. We're going to get the uh, keyword out. So uh, if you're driving, please pull over. Be safe. As a matter of fact, that new Oregon law, if you're touching your phone when you're moving, I don't know why I'm doing this PSA. We're all shaking our heads, though. Uh, you can get fined heavily. So please be safe. Pull over, and you're going to text the keyword BUTTER to 27299, and that's going to get you a couple passes to the EP release. Uh, they'll be sharing the stage with Gold Casio, Arlo Indigo, Mood Beach, and Double Plus Good. It is sure to be a killer show. So once again, you're going to text the word BUTTER to 27299. Hit us up while we hop into their uh, into their EP. So credit where credit's due, uh, I want you guys to tell me about kind of the inspiration. Was there an overarching theme for the EP and a certain vibe you were trying to go for? I think it was a lot of songs about relationshipy things. So that's just kind of how it worked out. <laughs> the technical term. Yeah. 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 That's what the and, experts said. Uh, I don't know. They were just our songs we had ready to go when it was time to go do it. And I don't know. It really was like, um, yeah, just a lot of kind of experimenting and, and seeing what stuck. Like we were. Uh, yeah, we were talking earlier. We were we finished this up uh, early this year in February, and so the bulk of it was recorded um, in, in 2016. And so even though it's only been a year and now we're finally you know putting this thing out, it feels like we've changed quite a bit as a band. So getting to kind of revisit it now is, is interesting. Yeah, it really was uh, the songs we had at the time, and it was like it, it was time, and uh, we got to work with a bunch of cool people. Um, in some in some cool spots, so it's it's cool That's to so finally rad. see it through. It's yeah, man. To see it out. I know, and we were saying too. It's it's really weird because you spend so much time with these songs, and they always say you have your entire life to write your first record. So by the time it comes out, you may be sick of some stuff, but fans <laughs> like it's all fresh ears for <laughs> yeah. us. Uh, can you give me uh, some insight in your words uh, the the meaning of average Joe? Because I shared it with our listeners when we I debuted it, uh, but I want I want to hear it from you. Yeah, that one. I think we've all been through this, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's. Uh, I don't know. I guess we. It, it, you know, it's a it's a situation like the characters in the song. It's a. You get that that feeling. The the green monster takes over a little bit if you, you know, see something in the past come back and. Uh, you know, and then the situation's changed. Like everybody gets that, that first ping of jealousy that kind of hits you. And so it's not like, it's not good. It's not a good feeling, but mm -hmm. it does, it happens. It's like, it's, it's, it's a reflex almost. And, uh, part of it too, like I, I started writing out the song. This is one of the ones I brought to Aaron and Aaron sort of refurbed, uh, because when I write lyrics, they just end up being pop-punk lyrics. <laughs> but uh, I was writing this uh, about an ex-girlfriend, and uh, she started seeing a dude named Joe, actually. His name was actually Joe. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm better than that guy. <laughs> write a song about it. 
It, it literally life imitating yeah, yeah exactly that's really cool i love this song it's got a great vibe i'm sure you're going to enjoy it we've got three more stick around once again if you're texting in to win you're going to text butter to 27299 let's hop into the ep please enjoy butter Average Joe from the upcoming Butter EP. It's self-titled, right, gentlemen? Indeed. It's a self-titled debut LP. Uh, where did you guys track this, and who is the producers involved? Um, we tracked it at Trash Treasury Studios here in town. Um, it's just it's on uh, Water Avenue, kind of by Bunk Bar, like a couple, oh, sure. four or five blocks away. Um, really cool spot. It's in the Oregon Cement Building is what it is. So this place... Um, Adam Becker was, uh, kind of our assistant engineer, but we, uh, we made the record with our friend Chris Ward and, uh, I play bass in Yaquina Bay as well. And so Chris is the front man of that band and he stepped in and got behind the board and it was awesome just to have, it was like just friends hanging out, um, made for really good studio time. It's nice when you've got a, a producer or someone that's lending an extra ear that you can trust. And that's also chill, knows how to approach you guys. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. What was your experience, Tom, working on the record? Oh, man, it was just a blast to be in the studio for a couple of days. And uh, I don't know, it just seemed to flow pretty smoothly. It was more like a party than it was a recording <laughs> session. <Yeah. laughs> that's really cool. Which things are always going to turn out good if you have good energy going on while you're playing. Speaking of which, uh, Jarrett, did you guys track the drums live? That we did. And bass, everything together? Uh, so it was just, we kind of pieced it together. Sure. Um, you know, I've got a solid drum sound in this really killer drum room that they got set up there. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, you know, we came in with some scratch tracks, just some, you know, little throwaway Pro, Tool, uh, Pro Tools files. 
I tracked there. Tom tracked on top of that. And then uh, it was Aaron's showtime, you know, for the rest yeah. of the session. And then we got to overdub in that studio, do additional overdubs down in Salem, uh, mm -hmm. actually at Chris's space called the Ike Box. Um, well, yeah, it's a, the Ike Box is like a, it's a venue and like a coffee shop thing. And Chris has a space um, that we, we rehearse underneath. Oh, and that's so great. we kind of got it to go in there and take a little more time, finish up some overdubs here and there. And and finish it up. Um, and then, yeah, it was mastered by Adam Gonzalez here in town as well, uh, Telegraph Mastering. He, I hear he, nothing but good things coming out of there. You can't do a bad record. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do it. It's it, He's so good. Coolest That's, room in town, that guy. Yeah, he built it himself, too. That's coolest just, guy in town. Coolest guy in town. <laughs> can't speak highly enough. Yeah, he's, he's incredible. Well, he knocked it out of the park. Um, the next song we have from the EP is Glamour Girl. Uh, these are all brand new to the show here. So once again, thanks for doing that. I made a couple notes. Uh, First, kudos on the tambourine on this track. <laughs> Super sick. I think it's just such a great touch. That's live, man. That's Aaron Schmidt, actually. Did I play that? Yeah. I was just going to ask. That was, you. that was dual tambourine. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, I remember that. One big old room, dual tambourine, and Aaron Schmidt just going nuts. Just going nuts. Yeah, it was... It was something to behold. And then on top of that, talk to me about this crazy guitar solo. I love the solo in this track. Uh, yeah. Sonically, how did you achieve this tone? Um, I have, I'm a big fan of, uh, it, it, they used to be called visual sound, but now they're called true tone pedals. Um, and it was just, I bought this pedal literally because uh, if you watch the Strokes Reptilia video, you can see little bits and pieces of their gear. And that was one of the pedals. One of the things. So I was like, I don't know what that is, but I need it. And so um, I have like the newer version now. Um, and it was pretty much that just, just cranked all the way. Tom played these, the chords that are going on and then the bridge thing were, we're always nuts, so it was really fun to have this section where we kind of just have this pop song and then like take it over to the to solo land for a little bit and then bring it back. It was really fun. Yeah, it's it's super rad. On uh, the talkboard, Shana Noon says, "Tasty Butter Boys." I couldn't agree more. Uh, <laughs> I just love this song. You're gonna love the tambourine. Check it out. Brand new stuff from Butter here on Sounds of PDX. <laughs>
new music for my special guest butter that was glamour girl we've got a couple more tracks coming up uh and one reminder if you haven't entered already we can get you a text to win couple passes to the show on friday the 13th disco cella uh we are releasing the ep that night you can text to win uh text the keyword butter to 27299 again that's butter to 27299 for a couple guest passes um how have the songs translated now you've said you've had them for a while They've been in the studio. How are they translating to stage? Does it still feel like it did when you recorded them, or have they taken some new life? I think we play around a little more with yeah. the older stuff. Um, but, I mean, before we recorded them, we were playing them like live almost every weekend, it seemed like. So it's kind of just like we've been working on newer stuff for such a long time now that kind of going back to it is we can just play with it, just yeah. have fun with it. It's really, it's yeah. really awesome. The muscle memory has almost lent itself to, you know, like everything feels like it's a little slowed down. And, you know, I think it actually, pretty much everything on the record actually has slowed down tempo wise, you know, because this newer record that we're working on has sort of lent itself, it's sort of steered itself in that direction. And that's reflected in how we perform these old songs. Like everything's sort of informing itself over time, which is great. You know, it just incorporating you know even slightly different textures than what we put on the record because there's some stuff obviously that we can't replicate live you know yeah. and things that came out in the studio that we didn't think were gonna be on the record <laughs> uh so you know it's it's all it, it's like this really cool little cycle that just kind of you know keeps on going and I don't know. It's still fun. That's yeah, it's, it's all art. I'm a big believer that um, I'm, not, I'm not saying live band shouldn't be great, but there's a big difference between a record experience and a live experience. And I think that live experience should be raw and fluid. And I think even at the, the highest quality musicians, those mistakes or those little nuances that vary from the record make it super real. Um, so what's your what's your thought process now on approaching new music? Because you guys, you said you're slowing things down, and it's usually the opposite. Bands will take a record out on tour, and they're like, ah, oh, the faster mid-tempo stuff got the crowds going. So a lot of sophomore records are super high tempo. So what's your approach there? And maybe who are some of the artists who are influencing that? Um, I think as long as, as far as artists go, it's a lot of the same people, but we're taking different elements from them than we took in the first record and uh, a lot of it is being more relaxed while we're playing stuff we don't need to go out there and just blast away but uh taking more time with lyrics and stuff like that mm. too working stories and melodies into the songs giving them more room to breathe instead of playing over everything <laughs> less is more once yeah. again yeah well, that's, yeah, a lot is you listen to your favorite bands, and we were talking about this, I think, off mic earlier, but uh, you listen to them, and then once you figure out what they're doing, you're like, oh, this is way simpler than I thought it was. Yeah. And so then once you realize that, you're like, oh, maybe I can take away a few of the things that I'm doing and leave room for more stuff. You guys do. You pull from a lot of places on No uh, Stone Left Unturned. This is the uh, next song that we're playing from the EP. Had a couple questions. Uh, choice on the, the chorus pad. Is there like an organ or a synth pad under oh, the chorus? I really dig that. That's actually something. Tom and I love making uh, synthesizer sounds with our bass and our guitar so oh, that's that rad. is um an electro harmonic c9 pedal which <laughs> i got pretty early on actually when we started playing together and it kind of defined like that sort of sound just like having that as an option you can just stomp that thing and it just it just sings yeah. I, I love that pedal so much it became our fourth member it really quickly. did uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just instantly add an organ player. The technology in those things are amazing. But and is the C9 what you're playing at on the outro, too, with the doubles? Or the solo, rather? Yeah, that's in there a little bit as well. Cool. Um, I think we actually we played around um, 
I, uh, Sean Thornhill um, is a buddy of mine since high school, and he now plays in Double Plus Good. He has this beautiful old jazz box, this Gibson hollow body guitar. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, the ES-125. And I think I, I remember using that on the, on the solo section of the song. It's so good. What amp did you run through? Um, it was just a little guy. It was that, uh, it, it was like a modified Epiphone, um, really small, like one by eight speaker and it just turned all the way up. I love that. Some of those cool practice amps are get the very best tone. Well, I love it. This, uh, this thing is layered with a bunch of sonic quality. So if you can put in some earbuds or headphones, please do so. That's another track off of the upcoming EP from Butter. It is self-titled and will be available October 13th. Until then, you can get it here on Sounds of PDX.
You've been enjoying previously unreleased music from the band Butter. You can get your hands on it on October 13th. I want to thank them again for the opportunity to play these songs. Uh, they have been stellar and seriously just a pleasure to listen to in headphones. At home, I've got some DT770s. And it's like a couch on my head of beautiful music. <laughs> I was vibing out to this this morning. Uh, nice. So, yeah, this is really killer stuff. I wanted to give you guys an opportunity um, to, I guess, part some wisdom on our listeners. If you have uh, any fans uh, that are listening or people who want to be a musician, if they came up to you and asked, how do I get started in this crazy game? What's some advice that you could give them? practice every day like it's just such a cliche right like yeah. it, it's one of those things that, like your teacher tells you you hear it since whatever it's but if you put in a half hour 45 minutes an hour every day like i don't know yeah and stick with it too you know? yeah, yeah just, sure just stick yeah. with it because it's not a it's not an easy life to be living if you really want to be a musician you know it's you know you got to put in work on top of work on top of work and yeah. No, it's fun. It's the it's the best kind of community to be in. It's the most fun work you can do, if you can even call it work. But yeah. Yeah, so it's I'd work. say find some people you like doing it with is very important because if you don't like the people you're around while you're doing it, you're not going to like what you're doing. Yeah, you don't want to make it feel like work. Right. Yeah. And the dream is to play music because you don't want to, you don't want to go work somewhere that doesn't, you know, be con <laughs> feel congruent with you. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about the last song we're going to play tonight. Stranger Nature is a really cool track. Uh, some of the notes that I made as I, first of all, the driven vocal tone is super rad on this. Um, but is there a bass synth in this track? Yeah, I have okay. a uh, Boss bass synth pedal. Really nice. And uh, we ran it. I always do it live. And when we ran it in the studio, it didn't quite work out, so we reamped the clean bass signal through the Boss synth amp. So we just tweaked it just a little bit, so it was spot on. Yeah, and you've got uh, a little bit of delayed action. It's got a sweet swell on it. It's really nice. I got that pedal because of Thundercat, believe it or not. <laughs> and the circle's completely <laughs> That's really cool. Um, before we send you off into the evening and before I play this last track from the EP, uh, do you guys have any shout-outs that you'd like to give for friends, families, listeners? Shout-out to all the boys at home. Shout-out to Derek we talked to earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks to everyone who posted on the talk board for sure. Thank you to Portland Radio Project. Oh, and my you. pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. You guys are awesome. This worked out great. Uh, like I said, we had you booked a couple months out. I thought this opportunity was going to be really perfect. So for you guys to bring in the music and let me play it uh, for the listeners is, a, is always a pleasure of mine. Uh, I want to remind you all, uh, you're listening to us on KSFL LP Portland. You can either download the app, stream us online, or catch us on 99.1 FM. Here it is, a brand new song from Butter. This is Stranger Nature. Just reminding you, you can catch me this Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on Portland Radio Project. Until then, I'm Luke Neal reminding you to discover and support local music. Have a great night.
Slipping to familiar 